What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am a slow chemical, and this is your Monday show. Um, I hope everyone has gotten their week off on a good start. Um, I decided to record this show kind of late for me. Usually, I would try to record it around Friday night, Saturday morning. But this week, I kind of just recorded it Sunday night, two hours before it hits one, uh, excuse me, Monday. And then uh, part of it was being lazy. Other part of it was I didn't know how to digest some of the things. I say lazy, procrastinating. But even with that being said, I felt like this was a week of a lot of information was given. And I'm trying to process it all. Like how Michael Elgin, who... At one point in time, I remember this guy's name being all over the place as potentially WWE bound. This is before AEW. And I remember watching his stuff saying, oh, he's pretty good, you know? And then it's, he's just gone downhill for the last several years. And he was still given a chance with uh, Wrestling Noah, where he was one half of the tag team champions, right? I'm using this as an example. And after, what, was it 2020 in May? Where it was like the speaking out thing came about. And, and you know what? I, it's sad to say this because it's, it's only been two years. I don't even remember the first person that came on sets. I don't remember how the movement started exactly. But I remember it was in a time of when we thought there was going to be absolutely no news in professional wrestling. Because there was absolutely no news in general outside of coronavirus. And just sadness. Like it was genuinely just fucking crazy. And all of a sudden, speaking, hashtag speaking out comes out, and it just was a madhouse. We haven't seen a lot of those talented people. As a matter of fact, I read an article, and I don't know if it was a cracked article or not. I truly don't know, because someone sent it to me, and it said, Joy Ryan got fired from Disneyland. My first thought was, how do you get fired from Disneyland? Then my second thought was, how do you get hired at Disneyland? (laughs) Don't know if it's true or not. But I just know that just I, I don't think we've heard from any of those guys since then. Not Marty Squirrel, not uh, what gentleman Jack Gallagher. Um, he's the only one that survived it. Well, I believe didn't Theory have his name in that too? I believe Austin Theory had his name thrown in there at the very tail end as it was all winding down. Because if you guys remember, Theory was essentially on NXT, then thrown on the main roster for a couple just behind the scene cameos or whatever and then all of a sudden he's off television for a while and then he's put with the way johnny gargano cancel ray um indy hartwell but i believe his name was stoning up there at the very last as, as the ship was as the titanic was sinking as when his name was thrown out there so i think in order, i think i mean this is pretty obvious in order to preserve him i remember they kept him off for a good while and now he's He's got an upward trajectory of, one, wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania, and two, winning a World Heavyweight Championship um, in the next next year. Um, anyways, Elgin was like the only, the only one that got named in the beginning that was a real survivor of it, right? I'm, I'm doing air quotes there. You can't see me doing air quotes. Whatever the right word is. So, Noah gave him a chance, because, you know, he's always, he's always said his love for Japan and blah, blah, blah. Well, this week... 
Cassidy Haynes reports, and I actually saw this on Twitter. That's how crazy this is. I just so happened to put the app on, and this is the first tweet that, that pops up. And I was like, Michael Elgin got caught stealing. And then his only defense that I saw was, Elgin said, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, they didn't charge me. I was like, what? You're not going to say, hey, you know, it was a mistake and blah, blah, blah. I usually just grab my stuff and go because I pay online. Nothing like that. Right? I've seen plenty of people, when I've been in the store, they've already paid online. Let's say the, the driver might have brought them the wrong kind of soy sauce. I don't know. That sounds racist, but you get what I'm saying. Wrong kind of, I don't know, oil. So all of a sudden, they go up there. They tell them, they've already talked to the manager. They showed the receipt, everything. They brought back the original one, and they're just going to grab it, and they leave, right? I've seen something like that. He says, I wasn't charged. And I was like, wow. This guy's probably not going to get a job ever again in life in the wrestling business. The same way Jackson Riker, I said this to Jonathan Esther when he showed me when he showed me the uh, the article about Jackson Riker uh, was on the show, then he got kicked off, and I said to him, I said, "You have every right to feel how you want to feel. This is a, it's, it's, a, it's a great world for that, great country for that. You can be a racist, but then you can also not get booked for shows. You, you might as well keep your racism to yourself until you have the power to uh, uh, let your racism go to the world. You might want to try that first, but." What do I fucking know? Um, a lot of news going on today. That just was one part of it. That I just thought was bananas. Um, where did it even begin? So I guess the top news of the week was reported that um, was it Sean Rossap? I don't believe it was Sean Rossap. I can't remember. Who, I forgot to write it down, but it was reported that TG, excuse me, TVPG for WWE is going to be no longer. In the very future, in the coming future. At first, it was reported that it was going to be July 18th. But the reporter then backed down and said, no, it's coming in the near future. So then they're going back to TV 14. I saw a whole bunch of people embracing this, saying, yes, yes, finally, the days of the Attitude Era, and blah, blah, blah. And my first thought was, that doesn't mean the dang old thing. We have the same person running the show. And to be honest with you, and I say this with so much hesitation. I don't think we're the same talent built for the Attitude Era. If you look at certain things, I'll take, I'll take a sports analogy, right? When you look at certain sports and you see teams that have won championships, let's just use the Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal Lakers. They had staples. They had Rick Fox, uh, Robert Ory, Shaq Kobe, obviously, Derek Fisher. They had people that were just so reliable and they just fit a part of those championship teams. Um, that's why they were able to win three in a row. And you see all this, and... Okay, that's how I did. And sometimes we look into it, right? The roster that was constructed for the Attitude Era was built for the Attitude Era. Godfather, Val Venus, Steve Austin, The Rock, etc., etc. This generation... For every wrestling uh, woman that has a OnlyFans, their OnlyFans is more of just their Instagram shit. You're paying for Instagram shit. That's really it if you think about it. Like, I've seen Tony Storm's OnlyFans. I've seen uh, Brandon Laurie's uh, OnlyFans. Um, and if I bought, paid for it, I have no problem telling you guys that. I've just seen it because other people are like, hey, man, you should see this shit. So, and to some people, that's just all right. They, they're okay with 
feeling like it's more exclusive than it is on Instagram, you know. But like we just heard Tony Storm say in an interview a few weeks ago, she didn't want her shirt ripped off. Like if she wants her clothes taken off, it's because she wants them taken off. Like these these are these women now in this era are just different. Some of them may be extremely gorgeous. Some of them, are, maybe all of them, are gorgeous to you, and that's fine. But they are built to be wrestlers. And yeah, you could be a sex symbol and a wrestler as well, you know. But that's not. But just remember, the wrestler takes priority over the sex. You, you, if you get what I'm saying, back in the Attitude Era, for every Luna you had that could work, they weren't promoted as much as a Sable was, as much as a Sunny was. And why would they? It was about sex appeal then, not the wrestling. You know, and so to me, as they've grown and evolved, I don't think you have the women roster for it. Yeah, for Mandy Rose is mighty sexy, mighty gorgeous. Like she is just an incredible looking woman, right? I still don't see her doing a naked OnlyFans or being on Playboy or anything like that. I just don't personally see it. Would it be a good look for? I'm pretty sure if Sable and and Sunny and Tori and them all of them commanded a million dollars to do that. Mandy Rose nowadays could probably command two, three million dollars, not because she's higher than them, but because that would. I don't. Do Playboys even still sell anymore, or is everything online? I don't fucking know. But I guarantee you, it sends so much, so many clicks to their website or whatever that there's no way she couldn't command the money she wants. I just feel like the even her. Look at her, for as sexy as she is, and that's how she was portrayed more on the main roster. She's the NXT Women's Champion right now. And it's about her wrestling. Her wrestling has gotten better. She's, is she the best wrestler? No, absolutely not. But but she's gotten better. Becky Lynch wrestling. Charlotte. She does sexy photo shoots all the time. You see that shit on Instagram all the time. It's about the wrestler, though. Sasha Banks, you know, we can go on and on and on. I feel like this roster is more built for today's age, the politically correct age, the cancel culture age, the sensitive age. Like, I believe this roster is built for which is fine. You have to modernize. You have to evolve. Um... I just don't, but even with, the, I'm using the women as an example, but I'm talking about the men as well. You know, like, like, hell, we just saw Shotzi Blackheart cancel her Twitter because of some idiots, right? Or delete her Twitter, excuse me. Seth Rollins is just as sensitive. Like, he, to, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, who's that basketball player? He, he reminds me of the uh, wrestling version of Kevin Durant. They clap back at anybody who says anything about them on social media. They clap back, they block everything. And look here. If you don't, I know a lot of you guys don't know me personally. You guys know me from the show, which I appreciate and I love. But in my life, I subscribe to the theme of block. Like, I legit have more blocks in my phone than I do contacts. Because I don't play that shit. You know, so I'm not going to ever knock someone for blocking somebody. I'm just saying how we just live in a different time right now. You know? And so I feel like the roster they have constructed now, even the roster with AEW... It's constructed for today's day and age. Now, because of what AEW already is, that's a different story. But if you're thinking you're going to get um, live sex scenes like with Lita and Edge, I don't know where you would even think of that. I don't know who told you about that. I don't know what you've been smoking because it's not hopium and it's much stronger than hopium. Um, but that's just me personally. Um, I feel like as long as Vince McMahon is in control, he's going to do what he feels is best for his product. And the last thing we need to be doing is going backwards. That's the problem we have now with WWE, is that they're always going backwards. It's never just, well, you know, we're going to, you know, try and move forward with this. Look at 
what they have for the Tag Team Championship match at SmackDown. You have Jeff Jarrett as your special guest referee. And I say this with all disrespect. Who the fuck cares about Jeff Jarrett? Enough to, and what does he have to do with, is he a part of the bloodline? Or did they pay him so much money to come back and be ahead of talent, uh, not talent relations, uh, live event uh, coordination? They said we need to find something else for him to do. Because to me personally, I don't get it. I don't get why. I don't get the connection if there even is one. Um, but me personally, don't care. Look, we have the SummerSlam main event with Brock Lesnar in it. He wasn't a part of the ad too, because part of ruthless aggression. We are moved. We constantly move back. Every, I remember one time a friend of mine gave me some advice. At the time, the advice made sense to me. At the time, no, I'm lying. I'm being nice here because he, he listens to the show. At the time, the advice didn't make sense to me, but I was in such a different place that I accepted that because it was something. It was just something, right? And so um, I just... I'm sorry if you guys hear paperwork. I'm, just, I'm going through my notes as I'm still thinking about this. So for me, he said, sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step forward. Now, if he would have said, I take a step back to take three steps forward, I get that. But if you take a step back, move one step forward, you're actually never moving forward because you just got back to where you were at. We have not even got back to where we need to be. And I get it. CM Punk, Brian Danielson. They're not for everybody. But then again, I don't know what WWE fans, like strictly, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about people who are strictly into WWE. People who will sit on Wednesday night and make themselves watch AEW just to bash it. Those are the people I'm talking about. Not the people like myself that just love pro wrestling and will watch anything wrestling, right? I'm talking to diehard WWE fans, right? They will sit, like, I don't know what you guys actually want. I've gotten a ton of emails and... You guys confuse me. Because one minute, someone's too small. One minute, I hear Austin Theory's too small. Next minute, oh, he can't hang with John Cena. Well, John Cena is like semi-retired. Theory's supposed to be the future. Maybe Theory can lead the future with his size. The same way, you know, uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels did. You guys forget about that era. Austin was not a big guy. We didn't live in the... If you think about how unique the Attitude Era was, we had The Undertaker, Kane... And we had, uh, who was that guy with the oddities that couldn't wrestle? Was it Kurgan? Kurgan. Those were the three, and Paul White. Those were the four big guys you had. It wasn't the land of the Giants. It was just everyone going after the, the air quotes, brass ring. It wasn't like that. Even in the Ruthless Aggression era, those were wrestlers that, dedicate, that, that made the SmackDown 6. They were wrestlers... That dominated Raw. Not the big men. The big men have not dominated in so long. Because all their pushes become generic and fake. Braun Strowman was the last big man that was over. And they ruined that. And I wasn't. And I'm man enough to say this. I'm not. Never been a Braun Strowman fan. Never. But I will say this. They dropped the ball so fucking hard. Not letting him win that Universal Championship from Brock Lesnar. They ruined it. And why they did it? One step back. So I do feel sorry for you guys who are thinking that um, 
this will mean something, you know what? And God bless you. I hope it does mean something to you guys. I hope they do change things. I, I hope they do. You know, I will be watching certain shows. Um, but you know what? I don't see it. But I hope you guys get everything you want out of it as your hardcore fans. I hope you guys are able to be so happy to where you guys don't even need to watch AEW and bash it. You guys can just watch WWE and be like, man, thank God we're back. So, but yeah, uh, it's not worth it. Um, it's just, uh, honestly, it's just a move to say, hey, maybe as our audience is growing, maybe we need to grow with them. Because if you think about it, when you have people who are in WWE now who were influenced by John Cena when they were kids, Cena's audience has grown up. The same way Hogan's, it's, it's, it's ironic. Cena's had his fans with them. They grew up with him, loving him. Hogan had the opposite. They grew up with him. They got tired of him, loved him again until the very end. I don't think Cena's fans ever got tired of him, though. That's something right there. So I do hope you guys get what you want out of it, but I just don't see it meaning much. Anyway, Sasha Banks will make her first post-WWE appearance, surprising everyone, showing up at C2E2 um, under her real name. I cannot pronounce her last name, but I know her first name is Mercedes. Um... And apparently she's asking for, uh, people were trying to book her, she's asking for $30,000 a, uh, a pop. And the same amount of money as Sting and Hogan and them. I saw some people saying, who she thinks she is? She's Sasha fucking Banks. That's who she is. She should be commending. Why should she take less money? Because she's a woman? Do you think she's not that talented? That's your personal opinion. But if someone's going to pay, and someone will pay it. Why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you? Take, why would you lowball yourself? You're just coming off. You're just coming fresh off WWE television and controversy as one of their champions. They have not crowned a new champ, tag team champ since. So the last time they saw you, you had gold around your waist, and your Sasha Banks. You are a, a legit needle mover. That, that thing is. I can't say the word I want to say. It's stupid, but it's the truth, man. I was even thinking about going to see 2E2 just to see her. Just to get an autograph. But I was like, ah, I'm pretty busy. Because um, next we got to be in Emerald City Comic Con. But, um, yeah. Everybody enjoy. You know, who knows how long she's going to be on the market. Um, but definitely enjoy that. North Wrestling encourages fans to get COVID tested after some talents have tested positive after last weekend's show. So, if you were there last weekend and you haven't been tested, test yourself out. WWE NIL signee AJ Ferrari accused of sexual assault dismissed from the OUS wrestling team. Um, I don't know much. I knew he was signed. I don't know much about him now. Um, but this is unfortunate. I hope if it is true that the victim is okay. Hope if it's not true, they find a way to uh, figure this out. Because this, I've heard about him. I've heard good things about him and how he could be one of the next big names. So uh, if he if if he did it, it's appalling, disgusting. Uh, if he didn't, hopefully they figure all this out and maybe something can get worked out. Booker T made an in-ring return for his promotion reality of wrestling in a six-man tag. Says he's not looking for a bigger role, just encouraging his students. And for those for those guys who don't know, a lot of talent has come out of Booker T's reality of wrestling. A lot of women. Uh, Roxanne Perez, Roxy, um, was at one point in time was uh, in there. Um, Athena, Ember Moon. Is one person that was in there. Um, he's he's gotten a lot of talent out there. So his school was one of those schools that's paying off. Um, and so I I, I assumed it was a one off anyway. But um, I'm, look here, 
look at how he looks. Great fucking shape. Still, I saw the match. He could still go if he wanted to. He probably just has no reason to. So, Raw. Dolph Ziggler is uh, maybe one or two face and heel turns away from being the new Big Show. He comes back, sitting on commentary during the main event, and at the end of the main event, he lays out Austin Theory, essentially being becoming uh, becoming face. I don't, and I say this with all disrespect, with all respect, all respect, because I love Dolph Ziggler. Um, I don't think anyone cares. I think after that night on Raw, where he cashed in money in the bank on Alberto Del Rio, and then they took the world championship off him. I, I believe I heard the rumor of he had concussion. I call bullshit. That was the hottest he was ever going to be. And Dolph Ziggler has proven that he's one of those talents that he will take the money all day. And I will not knock it. But I also won't care about him either. So, uh, for those of you Dolph Ziggler fans, cool. Brock destroys Otis. I, I believe this was... I, I believe I saw an article <laughs> saying that WWE did not know that USA censored Brock Lesnar's promo. What were they going to do? Let him just say what he wanted to on their air? I mean, they, you only have so many, so much leeway. Like this, this is to be real. We've all heard, we've all heard Brock Lesnar's promos. They always, they always add curse words to it. So it's just whatever. Finn Balor defeated Rey Mysterio, and it looks like we're getting closer and closer to Dominic joining the Judgment Day. I hope there's a bigger role for them this time. Besides, it feels like what they don't, when they don't know what to do with somebody, they put them with the Mysterios. Like ever since Dominic showed up, he had that feud with uh, Seth Rollins, which was amazing. Um, then once that ended, it feels like Ray and Dominic have been that that position where it's like, oh, we have nothing to do with you guys. The Mysterio's nothing to do either. Let's just put you together. I, I hope there's bigger plans for Finn and for um, Damian Priest because I think I just saw a picture online where Rhea Ripley's wearing a heart monitor. So I, I don't know what's going on with her. A whole speedy recovery. The last thing she wore was a fucking ring. But um, hope she hope she gets better. Carmella defeated Bianca Belair via Kano. It looks like we're heading back to this, which kind of sucks, actually. It's my opinion. NXT 2.0. Core Jade, one week after winning the tag team titles with Roxy Perez, she turned on her. These, there's been nothing mentioned. They're still the tag team champions. Uh, Roxanne Perez had a NXT Women's Championship match with Mandy Rose. And all of a sudden, um, Core Jade turns heel. And the the, the gimmick uh, skateboard broke before she hit her <laughs> in the back with it, which was hilarious. But she beat her down and then just just turned on her. And they're still tag team champions. So I wonder what's gonna happen this week. Um, I don't get that one week. I tr- I don't get it personally. I don't get it. I'm gonna see where they're going with it. Um, but now that the main roster runs NXT, I'm not really have my hopes up. For me, honest. Let's talk about some AEW. Firefest Week One, Wardlow defeated Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship in a TNT Championship match, which was a good match. Um, thought it was fun. Chris Jericho speaks about Eddie Kingston. They're gonna have a barbed wire everywhere match with the JAS hanging above in a Shark Tank, and apparently the reason it's a Shark Tank is because it's uh, Shark Week. So they wanted the co-promotion, of course, which I didn't even put two and two together until someone told me. John Moxley defeated Konosuka. I'm saying that wrong, but I think I said it. I think I came close. Konaska, um, uh, in a in a great eliminator match. Uh, John Moxley's just on a roll right now, um, and just he just keeps having fun matches. But um, he's facing a lot of New Japan talent, and 
I don't know, man. I just I appreciate the role he's on right now. Darby Allen and Sting looks like their next feud will be against. Well, it doesn't look like it is against the House of Black. <sighs> this will by far be their toughest test to date. Um, I, I don't. They, I don't think they should be beating House of Black. But I also think they, I don't think they'll they have a chance. I think they're gonna put up a hell of a fight. But in the end, I think they're gonna lose to the House of Black because House of Black should not be losing to Sting or Darby. No, no offense, but they shouldn't. Luchasaurus, he just destroyed Griff Garrison and both of the RC Blondes. He put them both through a table. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, and when Christian Case came out, I said, doesn't he look like? Doesn't Griff Garrison look like Jungle Boy? Said, oh, he's gonna murder this poor fucker, and he did. Holy crap. Silver and Reynolds of the Black Order. Black Order. Um, Dark Order. Lost to the House of Black on Rampage. Also on Rampage, and we're going to be going back and forth. Jonathan Gresham defended the ROH Heavyweight Championship against Lee Moriarty. Out next came fucking Claudio Castagnoli. And it's set next Saturday. Ring of Honor. Death Before Dishonor. The Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship main event is Claudio versus Jonathan Gresham. As much as I love this match, I think it would be a crying shame to take that championship off Gresham before you really get to introduce him to a a, a, a healthy audience. Because he is too good, Gresham is, to just see him twice on Rampage with that belt. I get I get it right now. I get that Claudio has probably signed a deal with both ROH and AEW, and I believe Gresham only has an ROH deal. Claudio can win the title in a couple months. But I just feel like it should become some, some type of smalls that leads to a feud between Tully Blanchard Enterprises and um, Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I just think they need to give Gresham a little more TV time. He is too good to just be just a one-and-done as champion for right now. I just That's just my opinion. Anyways, on this night, Dynamite, Jake Hager lost to Claudio Castagnoli, which was a pretty good tag team match. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter are back on TV, and they handed fucking uh, Thunder Rosa a sandbag. If you, get, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Some people thought it was too insider, but I, I saw the sandbag and said, why are they so mean? <laughs> this, Jesus Christ, that's going to be, that's just, wow. Serena Deeb, who was getting a shot at um, Mercedes Martinez and the Ring of Honor Women's Championship after turning on her, uh, Death Before Dishonor defeated Anna Jay in her hometown. Team Taz in the main event versus the Young Bucks, the AEW Tag Team Champions, versus Swerve in Our Glory. Boy, oh boy, was the tag team match with a fun ending, with a surprising ending. The, probably the most surprised I've been in that finish all year long, if I'm being honest. Where it left to Swerve in Our Glory becoming the Tag Team Champions. Whole... I remember watching this. I already circled the Bucks. If you look at my notes right now, I promise you say the Bucks circled already. So I'm just kind of watching, just enjoying it. You know, the fact that you have Ricky Starks in the match. You have Powerhouse Hobbs. You have Swerve Lee. Like, some, some talent that I really love in this match, right? So I'm sitting there. And I'm watching. All of a sudden, I look up. I'm like, all right. So Bucks had their hope chance. Team Taz had their hope chance. Swerve and Glory had their hope Who's going to win this fucking match? And that's why I got even more in tune to it. And all of a sudden, Keith Lee does, does the, 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 the flip outside. Um, I love how Swerve hits his foot stomp, but he doesn't actually put his feet on their body at all. His, they just fall down, his feet hits the mat. 
I get it. It's wrestling strength. Uh-huh. Poor me. <laughs> it protects someone so well from an actual move that you don't actually need to hit. But it just, I just, I just love it. Just the way it looks. It looks so good. And he gets the pin on Ricky Starks. And they gave the fucking tag team titles to Keith Lee. So I, one, I couldn't be happier. If you think about it, I will say, in fairness to WWE on Keith Lee's part, it sounds like the rumor was he was going to get the United States Championship until he caught COVID and almost passed away. So you can't blame him for that. Everything else, though, I blame him for. Swerve Strickland never had a fucking chance. They were so hot on NXT, and then when they knew, and when NXT knew they were going to move him up, he only defended NXT North American Championship twice, and that was in the same night. You know, so he had one of the worst title reigns because they already knew, hey, let's not give him that lengthy feud because guess what? They're going to take him. And then as soon as he got to the main roster, they were on the main roster for all of two weeks, and they all got released. Just um, fucking amazing, dude. And just when you say stuff like, hey, they're not TV enough, blah, blah, blah. This is something I have been following on Rampage. I, I have personally. I've seen all their feuds with Team Taz and whatever. I mean, you have to... The one thing I say about the show is I watch what I watch. So sometimes when I don't cover something, people do ask, hey, man, what, what, why didn't you cover that? I, mean, I didn't want to cover it. It's stupid to me. Um, it's very rare that I forget to cover something. And I remember vividly just saying to myself, they're on TV. It's just, you have to want to watch Rampage, which I get it. Some people don't. It's an easy watch for me, man. It's in one fucking hour. You know, even then, you don't have to watch the whole hour. You can watch your right favorite wrestler and go off. But to see them get the chance they got, especially after the cryptic week that Keith Lee had where he people weren't sure if he was going to make it. Turns out one of his friends or family members had stage four cancer, I believe. And he just was, you know, just letting his heart out. The problem with Keith Lee, though, is, and I've seen this on Twitter a couple of times, he is so cryptic to where it's annoying. It's just super fucking annoying. Just say what the fuck you want to say. But, um, so I will agree with fans on that. But this was a nice surprise. And according to Dave Meltzer, the original plan, which we kind of already knew part of the plan, the Hardy Boys were going to get the Tag Team Championships in that ladder match uh, a, month, a month ago. And then they were supposed to drop the belts to, to Swerve and Lee themselves. Because uh, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a short short token run with the belt. Apparently, the plan was to always put the belt on Lee and Swerve. I think it's worked out better because instead of having these guys beat the Hardy Boys, a beloved tag team, now you have them beat and pin for two tag teams that are, are just hated, and it made the moment even more special. And apparently, the plan as of right now is to not do the Young Bucks versus FTR for all the belts. So if I, I'm I'm assuming. If there's a tag team championship match at All Out, it's going to put Swerve and Lee versus FTR. Maybe for all the titles. Um, but right now, that's not the plan. So, congratulations to them. Two of my favorites right now. It's pretty freaking uh, awesome. Andrade, according to Tony Khan, is nursing an injury that he got during the Ray Phoenix match. So, that injury bug is... Still creeping in here and there, which kind of fucking sucks. But um, there, there's a rumor, switching to WWE, that Bailey, who's been out with a torn ACL for a year now, will be in Nashville for a SummerSlam weekend in two weeks. So that's uh, something to look out for. The G1 Climax has started, 
and JY Okada and Sabre Jr. have gotten their first wins as of last night. Um, so that's pretty awesome there. Um, to me personally, I usually don't try to watch the G1 until either they're halfway through it or they're almost done with it because then I can enjoy the matches more. Um, also, Wall Sprays won his match too. But um, we'll see how long I wait. We'll see. I'm not going to be reviewing everything, but we'll see. And I will say this. I did write a list down. I, wanted to, I, I thought this would be cool, right? I know the PG era is not over, but it was a good mind memory test for me. And I felt like I wanted to write this down. And I don't think it's really complete right now. But I wrote down some top 10 moments, matches from the PG era. Whenever it ends, right? I just feel like I just wanted to do this, right? And some of these may be weird, but I feel like for me and my enjoyment, even though I watched the last several, like the last, since it turned three hours, I feel like I, I I feel like I don't have the FOMO anymore. Isn't that what kids say? FOMO, um, uh, think you're missing out and stuff. Um, but there's some moments where I watch. I remember I I specifically asked for about one was one situation. I remember there was a couple weeks going on, and if I, I said to my hey man, don't you feel like nothing's really happened on WWE television? That night, something happened on it, and I'll get to that in a second. But I want to get some. I have ten moments, as you guys know. My list is not in any particular order. Um, but I have some honorable mentions. One of them is the New Day getting over as big as they've gotten. They have gone from an obscure tag team that will probably get in the Hall of Fame just because they're known as put in the Hall of Fame, to legitimately becoming a team that will go in the Hall of Fame together and separately. Even if Xavier Woods is the X-Pac of the group, that's not a bad spot to be in. Still a great wrestler, great um, great hand as far as just adding to his flavor to everything. Very important part. Um, so that's definitely not a knock at all. It's definitely actually more praise for him. Um, but you have Kofi Kingston, who was already a WWE Hall of Famer. He had won every title match, both except for the WWE Championship. He wins the WWE Championship. They, they end up having the WWE Championship and the Tag Team Championships at the same time. Amazing. Big E, uh, hopefully, uh, he's... We're not going to see him for a while. A very long time. But hopefully when we do see him, because we will see him again, I, I truly believe that. And I'm be- I might be believing too much in the power of positivity. But I believe we will see him again, and he will have another world championship reign. I believe it. So, the new day getting over. Cena's U.S. Open tournament, after he defeated uh, Rusev and defeated his and took away his undefeated streak... He um, went on to just, just tear and started out with a match against Sami Zayn where those two killed it. Zayn got hurt in that match. And then the next week after next week, he just wrestled everybody. He beat them. It was fun. Um, a tournament that can't be duplicated. It just felt good. And also number three, the comebacks. Steve Austin in his career the way he wanted to is here. The main event WrestleMania. Brian Danielson. Edge. All the comebacks, super grateful for. Number one, the pipe bomb promo, CM Punk. Don't need to go into detail. <laughs> you guys know what this means. You guys know what this is about. Um, that's, 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 that's amazing. Cena getting 16 world titles. Yeah, you could say a lot of it was hot potato, but also you could say it with Ric Flair as well. In order to get to 16, you got to lose 15. And sometimes you got to lose 16. Um, I feel this was still a special moment. I I hated that came at the expense of AJ Styles. I'm such an AJ Styles fan, but it need, it it needed to happen. He is without a doubt the greatest superstar in WWE history. 
Not the greatest creation, but the greatest superstar in WWE history. Number three, WrestleMania 28 being the most successful WrestleMania of all time, pay-per-view-wise, uh, box office-wise. Something they can't duplicate again because they don't do pay-per-view. But Cena Rock won, hitting there, me being there live. That WrestleMania was very good. And the crowd there was pumped for it. That was actually kind of the start of the Yes Movement. Speaking of number four, the Yes Movement. We don't see the Yes Movement without the fans saying, hey, no, fuckers. This is who we like. You can give us, you're going to give us whoever you want to anyway. Give us one thing. After the CM Punk walkout, after everything that happened, they had no choice but to give it to us. So they gave us the Yes Movement. Or we gave them the Yes Movement, excuse me. Number five in the PG era, NXT Black and Gold. Nothing will ever top it. It was just an it was a tiny window that I I hope we all enjoyed seeing whether it was Keith Lee holding both the North American Championship and the NXT Championship, whether it was uh, Andrade and Gargano putting on a hell of a match. Gargano put on matches with everybody, classic matches. Um, whether it's the women, Paige and and uh, uh, former guest of the show, Tennille Dashwood, Emma, putting on a hell of a classic and making sure that everyone knew that the women were there to wrestle, not just be sex symbols. There'll be nothing else like NXT Black and Gold ever. Number six, The Shield forms and makes history. The Shield is the only group in WWE history, or I think any wrestling history, to be world champions on the same night. You come in... You have Roman Reigns starting out as champ. He loses to Seth Rollins. Rollins then gets cashed in on by Dean Ambrose. What a moment. What Reigns. Look at all the Reigns. All former Intercontinental Champions. <coughs> Excuse me. All former WWE Champions. All former Tag Team Champions. Just amazing. Fun stuff. Seven. The WWE Network is created in this era. Obviously off the back of the Attitude Era. They have all this stuff off the back of paying $1 million for WCW. All this just concluded with this. And even though it's no longer called the WWE Network, we still have access to a lot of great footage that if you don't like this era and you miss the other stuff, Tech Nine said it best. You don't like my new stuff? Get my old stuff. You guys can still watch the old stuff. And if we, it could be for 5 bucks or 10 That's what it is. The Undertaker streak ends. And another moment where I was there, I was happy it ended. And I was I was happy to be there in the moment. I no one saw it coming, obviously. But to be in that building, the only thing that could uplift that crowd was the Daniel Bryan win. If Bryan did not win, holy shit. With that brought that WrestleMania down. That that was crazy. But Glad there, I was there for the moment. Number nine was a moment I was mentioning a few minutes ago. When I said to a friend at the time, I said, man, nothing's happened on WWE television. That night, we're both watching Raw. I get a text from him. You just said nothing was going to happen. Or you just said nothing happened. Wow. Just seeing these NXT rookies tear the ring down, choke out Justin Roberts, beat down everybody in sight. Didn't know what the fuck was going on, but it was exciting. And I was in for it. Until SummerSlam. <laughs> Need to say that. And finally, the feud, the grown man feud, I call it, between Taker and HBK. Before 
back injury, Triple uh, Sean Michael's not ticker, only touched twice. That was at ground zero, which was a no contest, and hell in a cell. Sean Michael's win. He came back. They only touched three times. WrestleMania 25, WrestleMania 26, and the Royal Rumble 2010, I believe. No, 2011, I believe. And Taker obviously retired him. But we got two of the greatest matches to where people on their list legit have one is one and one is two in some type of order. It's just, it's just crazy to me. So I wanted to write that list. I know it's not officially yet, officially yet, but I thought it would be just fun to save some of my moments. I thought it were pretty cool. So um, that is the show for this week. Check me out on Monday. I will actually, now that I think about it, I actually have a contest I need to do. Here's the contest. So this week, what are we going to give away this week? I only have one Elite. The rest are AEW figures. Alright, so I have a Wave 1 of Reho. We will start with this. How you enter. All you have to do is answer the question, since my email. And if there's multiple people that are right, I'll just play spin the wheel. And I will contact you if you want. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you do not want me sending this to your home, you want your privacy, which I am okay with, I need somewhere safe to mail it to. Because if I mail it and it comes back, I'm not mailing it again. We need to make that clear. So, the question. I had this question in my head earlier. I should have written it down. Here it is right here. What is the first five-star match Dave Meltzer gave out after WWE went PG? Repeating it, what is the first five-star match Dave Meltzer gave out after WWE went PG? Send your responses to remuent at gmail.com. That's R-Y-M-U-E-N-T at gmail.com. I will be taking them up to Friday. Once Friday happens and Saturday goes into it, I don't care if you send them. I'm not checking them out, none of that stuff. I'm going to look at the ones up to Friday. And whoever gets it, will get it. I will announce the winner on the air. I will do that. I, will, I just won't say who else was in the running. Because you guys don't need to know you came second or third. So that's not important. So, Anyways, check me out on this Wednesday. We're talking about the boys. Season 3 review. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week as well. I am Soul Chemical. This is The Money Show. And we are out.